Coming right up, a special edition of Straight Talk on the International Facility Management Association with Tony Keene, President and CEO of IFMA, and Bill O'Neill, the Board Chairman of IFMA, as we begin our 26th anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight. This is our 600th show as we begin our 26th anniversary season. And joining us first is Tony Keene, who's the president, CEO of the International Facility Management Association. Welcome back to our show, Tony. Thank you, Art. Really appreciate being here again. Give our viewers a sense of what FM is all about. Well, let's talk a little bit about facility management and the fact that you know, when you look at this backdrop here, you see many of these different buildings all being used for different purposes. And what facility management is, is making sure that those spaces are ready to handle the occupants and how they're being used by people. So it really comes down to is making sure that we're getting maximum productivity out of those spaces, making sure that they're being designed and operated to serve the purpose that they were originally designed for. So every one of those buildings has to have someone in the job of facilities management. Absolutely. And the facility management is a great opportunity to align the organization's strategic vision and strategic purpose and making sure that that's actually being executed. And facility management can actually integrate many different aspects of what's going on in those buildings, whether it be from workplace strategy, the actual design, the features, energy management, and it helps them become good corporate citizens in terms of being responsible in the environment and sustainability. And many, many years ago, uh, FM, before it became professionalized as it is today, uh, it would be some, somebody would be charged with doing that job, keeping the lights on, keeping the water flowing, and that might have been a plumber who's moved over and all, but things have changed a lot. Things have changed dramatically. As we've seen that before, things were very much siloed. Now facility management is about integration and bringing all those pieces together to make everything work together. So therefore, you've got a lot about um, technology in, in putting into that f equation. You've also got um, the, the whole advances in terms of workplace productivity. So it's not now just about maintaining the actual physical attributes of that facility. It is also about the intangible aspects that you also don't really see what's going on. And you are the president CEO of, uh, of IFMO. What do you do uh, as in that role? Well, obviously, it's a, it's, it's a big role. I mean, IFMA is a, a global organization. We have over 24,000 members worldwide. Um, we have now 137 chapters uh, around the world, probably diff 40 different countries. Uh, it's, uh, our membership covers, uh, they, they manage over 70 billion square feet of space, and with a, an annual purchasing power just here in the U.S. of over $526 billion a year. So it's a, it's a, a major uh, aspect to our membership to support them so that they can do their jobs better and have the resources that they need to be able to make sure that the FM they're practicing is the, the best it can be. And IFMA as an organization provides courses 
and can certify exactly. the yeah. expertise of members uh, in different areas. Absolutely. So what we have is uh, we certify um, facility management professionals in a certification called the CFM. And then also we have some other designations for uh, people who specialize in different areas such as sustainability. We have the Sustainability Facility Professional, SFP. And then we have our very popular FMP, which is our Facility Management Professional, that really covers the, the core, come the basics of, of FM, what it's really all about. So we see a lot of people who are coming into this field that what they will do is they'll get that FMP designation. And then for somebody who's just coming in and is very introductory or wants, or wants to know more about the field, we have a, a, a nice course called Essentials of FM. So uh, a prospective uh, employer who is interviewing a candidate and sees that that candidate has one of those certifications knows that they have that body of knowledge uh, uh, walking exactly. into the job. Yeah, I mean, what happens is, you know, as we all know in our, our jobs, our own jobs and our own backgrounds as far as education goes, you know, you, you go to school, you get an education, you get training, but it's that whole pursuit of lifelong learning and making sure that not only have you got the, the, the textbook side of the equation, but you've also got the experience. So, for example, our CFM actually requires work experience. So then that way employers do know what they're getting. Absolutely. And, I was going to say, this is also, it's important that we, you know, we also host conferences so that we can help bring these people together, and we have very strong educational content at our main conference called World Workplace, as well as our fusion events. And we actually have a fusion event coming up in Chicago here next month. Well, I've been to several of your main events, as you know, and uh, the organization and the opportunity for, for interaction and the, and the courses that are given at, the, at those conferences are fantastic. Absolutely, and we get a lot of very positive reviews and a lot of people come in and attend. So so you have a board of directors and the chairman of the board, uh, Bill O'Neill, is going to be with us in the next segment. Mm -hmm. And he's flown in from Minneapolis to yes. be with us. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be back with more of our show after these messages. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. We're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to polb.com. The Port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks.
At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. Welcome back. We're joined now by Bill O'Neill, who is the global board chairman of IFMA. Welcome to our show. Thank you, Art. Great to be here. You've been with IFMA, I'm told, 20 years. That's correct. So you know this organization intimately. I do. Absolutely. Well, this organization in FM has been called the mother of the invisible and hiding in plain sight. Tell, tell us what that all means. You know, to, Art, to, to kind of build on what Tony said uh, in the beginning was that in the built environment, there have always been people that have actually maintained and taken care of the facility areas that they're responsible for. What IFMA has done over the last 35 years is to work on professionalizing those activities. And currently, they still come in a whole grouping of different names that don't say facility management, but they do actually do facility work. So uh, to reflect on what we have developed uh, for our uh, CFM, we have 11 competencies you know, that range from finance, human factors, uh, business continuity, uh, sustainability that people are actually trained on so that they are prepared to work within a facility organization, whether it is a single facility corporate-wise, or whether it is a government multi-campus-wide, or whether it is a standalone manufacturing facility. So it, we cross all boundaries. So what we're trying to do over the next five years in our plan is to reduce fragmentation. And we're we are working on creating standards and we have an ISO standard for FM management coming out, which has been a five-year uh, project for us. So we will be recognized globally through the ISO program. Excellent. <clears throat> and getting back to this concept of hiding in plain sight, uh, you don't think of facilities management until something goes wrong. If everything's going smoothly, it's, it, it's, it's, you want to be right. invisible. You just, it's like Harvey the Rabbit. You don't want to be aware that it's there. But, you know, when the lights go out or the plumbing leaks, uh, say, who's in charge here? Yeah. And it's the FM person. Yes, we actually are, uh, as I've always said in my work, I had worked for the University of Minnesota for 32 years in facilities. And we are the group that always gets the phone call no matter what happens. And even <laughs> though people in other departments are responsible, they come to us. Naturally, they come to us. And we're trying to formalize that a little bit more. But in the meantime, we are happy to provide the right sort of care outside your facility, the directional signage in order to get to it, the experience you have once you move into the facility itself, that it has the the right lighting, the right heating, the right cooling. It's clean to the level that you need. So if you have people working in hospitals as opposed to uh, universities, you have a different standard with which you have to know about and apply. So we do all these things without anyone really knowing about it. Well, Tony, having someone like Bill, uh, part of your organization for over 20 years, is 
you want to move towards professionalism in this Ab field. Absolutely, and um, IFMA's been very extremely fortunate to have really strong, wonderful leaders like Bill uh, over its history to really help guide the organization to where it is today. And I think, you know, building on what uh, Bill was saying about, you know, being the facility management profession has to be prepared for anything. And the whole aspect of resiliency uh, is something that's really becoming uh, uh, a focus now because FM has to be ready for whatever might happen, whether it's a protest outside that building or a security threat. Um, you know, facility management, those are the go-to people. Shooter at large, plane crashing into a building, right. hurricane, yep. loss yep. of electricity. Now, when you lose electricity, you lose your computer uh, capability. Right. And uh, organizations need to conceive of backups. What do you do if you lose electricity? Can we stay in business? Well, we, uh, you know, for, for instance, in that example, it could be where you have your, your backup generation for your emergency uh, preparedness. But that's all part of the program of emergency preparedness. And to really build on what Tony said, the we have also worked very closely with the state and local preparedness groups in order for us to know what their command centers are, what their activities are, and the FM plays that behind the scene roles to make things happen. So we are the ones that really have our hands into just about anything. I'll give you a good example. When uh, the president came to uh, my facility, uh, I worked with the, the, the local uh, law enforcement as well as the Secret Service in order to provide the type of uh, barriers, the type of uh, direction so that we could manage the staff and also the people coming in to see what he had to say in a way that was meeting everyone's needs. Yes. But we were doing it without anyone knowing it. We were we had the resources to go grab back and get whatever was needed in, on a moment's notice to take well, care I of Well, I remember reading uh -huh. somewhere that if a business doesn't, after some kind of disaster, isn't up and running within 30 days, they're unlikely to ever come back. And, uh, and people start to leave and look for other jobs and all, and the whole thing cascades. Yes. So it's mm -hmm. very important to provide uh, a continuity of the business mm -hmm. and to think about these things in advance, because if you... If you wait till the hurricane or the flood, it's going to be too late. You, you have to plan for yeah. it and you have to have drills and that's what a, a mature facility organization does. And that's why it should be so, so appealing to people that are actually looking for an occupation to be very uh, impactful for the community and for themselves. And we'll get into this more in the next segment, yeah. but, but, but if we're is becoming more strategic and the field is becoming more strategic, is yeah. it not? And, and I think, you know, to help our members um, really have those kind of resources, we've launched a couple of different products to help them and have given them those resources. One was our Research Benchmarking Institute that we launched last year to really create more funding around research for facility management as a discipline and to make sure that they have, we're putting out the, the best guidelines and also really understanding what's happening in facility management. And then secondly, we also uh, launched the, uh, the Built Environment Technology Association to also to start looking ahead and bringing in some of the, the technological aspects to the facility management. And I know we'll talk about that later. But it, it is important that IFMA is, uh, you know, 
to comes together as a community around the world to bring those best practices so that yes. the people that are practicing facility management know what to do in these situations and then also then can implement them into their organizations. Well, well said. We'll be back with more of our show after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. We're back continuing this fascinating discussion with Bill O'Neill and Tony Keene. Tony, there are a bunch of chapters right here in Southern California for, of IFMA. Absolutely, there are. We have chapters in most major cities around the world, but uh, yeah, we have chapters here in Los Angeles, Orange County, out in San Bernardino. And one of our newest chapters, which I'm really excited about, is our new student chapter at Chafee College. Great. And uh, it was uh, just out there a few weeks ago, and, and we met the students, and they're so enthusiastic about the opportunity to actually get into the, the FM profession because it's such a growing field and we have so much need for, uh, for facility management professionals. So Bill, actually, if any young folks are watching yeah. or their parents, uh, think of facilities management as a field to get into because there are good paying jobs, $75,000, dollars if you complete uh, the training, yes. and, uh, and there are many jobs for each qualified candidate. Yes, there are. I mean, my understanding is just in this area alone, there's, there's approximately 3,500 openings for facility management personnel. And some of that you can actually get into uh, with some other experiences besides direct FM experience. But it really does help to be plugged into our educational system where they have programs and or our uh, certification systems, the CFM, the Sustainable Facility F Professional, and the Facility Management Professional. So let's talk about where FM is going in the future uh -oh. and the smart technology, smart buildings. What's that figure? There'll be one trillion sensors in the years to come. A trillion, that's 120 sensors for every human being alive. Smart buildings, talk about the the future as you see it. Well, all right, it's, this is where facility management is really getting exciting now um, because it's bringing together w the, the whole future aspects of technology. And, you know, right now we see it already in place when, you know, many times you'll walk into a room, the lights will come on, you leave the room, the lights will it's go off scary. automatically. <laughs> um, but, you know, the sensors are showing up everywhere. I mean, you know, a new, a new building today will have sensors in seats, they'll have sensors in meeting rooms, they will know how many times a meeting room's turned over. As, so the workplace utilization aspect is becoming a, a great source of data to how best utilize these spaces. I like to think of it, I, growing up, there would be a thermostat, 
a generation yeah. ago. Yeah. So if the room gets too hot, it yeah. cuts it off. And yeah. So, but that is a sensor, and 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 it, it it triggers an action. But if you multiply that by a hundred, all kinds of different things that can be sensed automatically and adjusted. Yes, I mean, uh, in some cases now, they actually have applications for your phone apps where you individually can get to your workplace and put the heating or cooling to your need. And the app will actually remember what your preference is. So when you go into that location, you are sensed through your phone that you are there, that it's going to make it comfort to the level that you expect. That's just one example of the type of sensors that will be out there for us. Mm -hmm. You know, the other thing I want to point out is that, you know, we, facility management is in so many different areas. A lot of times if you're a facility director, you may have six, eight business lines that you're actually directing. So that gives you an opportunity with this new technology to see data that can really be analyzed and to make it very effective strategically for the company or the government to say, we're saving money, we're using things the most effectively. And I, I just look out there, so many of these uh, folks that have been born the last 20 years, they are digital natives, they know how to use it. It would be a perfect alignment for them to pursue something like this, because it's data analytics, along with some physical work, along with working with people, there is never a boring day and in you the get facility a, you environment. You get a safety benefit, obviously, with this, this well, uh, these sensors. Yeah, there's safety. Oh, yeah. There's energy management, energy savings. And there's a cost, uh, a huge cost right. potential savings. Yeah. Yes, what absolutely. We, yeah, what we find is that organizations that actually benchmark their data, uh, capture the data, and utilize that data, typically will have a much lower operating cost will be more sustainable in their operations, and also will have better user satisfaction than other organizations that don't. And real estate is one of the major costs of most businesses uh, following just personnel costs. Absolutely. Yes. And what we have found, you know, an example that I would give for IFMA is we work with the federal government. So we have uh, our... My, uh, my, my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> we, it's some things you just, the burden of the job. But so we work with the government. What, what we found in, in their case, as well as others, that there are sensors and latest technology designed in and implemented into a remodeling or a new facility and then we don't have enough trained professionals in the facility environment in order to manage that information. So there is that. You spend the money to put it in and then you don't have the people to. It's the performance gap we right. refer to it as. Performance you know. gap, which is the difference between what and what. It's be between what, the, uh, what it has actually been designed Fine. to uh, operate under an optimum situation yes. and then what the reality is. And that you, is the gap. And you don't get the full energy saving that you expect in many well, cases. Yeah, whether it's energy or whatever it is without properly trained people, and, and that's what Bill's referring to here. And it's, and it's something that we've seen over in many different instances. So the, the other thing to consider here, Art, is that you know a lot of times people want to throw a lot of money into the technology or the upfront part of the building. When you look at the total cost of the life cycle of that building or facility, 10, 15% of it may be in that upfront design and construction phase and the building throwing that technology in. 85% of it is in, in the facility management aspect of it. How does that building, one, get maintained? How does that, that facility get continued to be used? And how does it get adapted over time in terms of different types of uses or reuse? And when the architect is designing it, 
uh, it's not just to be a beautiful building, but they have to look at, think about life cycle costs of it and who's going to maintain it and how much it's going to cost to maintain it. Well, we wish the that's, architects that's, would. <laughs> that's our job. Yeah. That's where we see our professional gap between yeah. what is uh, what exists and what we need to get to. And we are making headway. Mm -hmm. in so you want a full place at the table with yes, the yes, architect and, and with, the, with the government and everyone else yep. to, to, to get your needs, if not fully addressed, at least considered. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to compromise the design. I mean, people, you know, the architectural field, the design field, I mean, they want something that's iconic, which is great. And if they invited facility management professionals to the table at the beginning, they could still achieve that, but do it in just a such a way that could achieve huge operating savings over the long term of the building. Well said. Well said. And we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Would you like to move ahead in the field of human resources and personnel management? Sign up for the Human Resources Management Certificate Program. You'll learn how to expand your knowledge and skills and advance in this dynamic industry. For more information, contact the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. We are back. I just want to put a plug in for the newest issue of our Straight Talk magazine featuring these two gentlemen on the cover. Also a guest column by the PR director of IFMA. And uh, guys, thanks for traveling in from Minnesota and Houston to be with You're us. Uh, You're final welcome. words, Tony. You're well, I think facility management is uh, goes by many different names out there in the workforce, as we were talking about. It's not just facility manager or the job title. So if people are out there looking for something different to do or your, your, your children are looking for a career or profession. This is a, an exciting, growing field that is something that cannot be offshore to someplace else. It has to be done here locally and uh, it's just a, a great career. It has a lot of variety to it. One of the things I hear from uh, my own children and their friends is, well, I don't want a desk job. Well, I can guarantee you facility <laughs> management is not a desk job. Well. So. Absolutely. Check out our website and, uh, and look at more of uh, what you can do with facility management. Well said. And, and we just put in a plug yeah. for the website. If you want to get further information about job opportunities or anything else, go to ifma.org. Great. Bill, Great. final words? You know, uh, one of the things that I continually think of uh, as, uh, as this uh, profession evolves is that there's so much opportunity here for people that are entering or looking for a career or mid-career. What I have heard from multiple folks that I've worked with professionally over the years is that 
they refer to themselves, I'm a recovering engineer. <laughs> I'm a recovering, yeah. uh, you know, uh, architect. architect or, because they found their real calling in FM. FM gives them the variety that's well really, said. really exciting in life. It makes them for productive for the community. So in a lot of ways, this is a good opportunity for lots of other folks to get into well it. Well said, yeah. and I, I love the saying, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, and right. you guys obviously love what you do. Yeah. yeah, and I'd just like to say, you know, the next time you're actually in a facility, in a building, look around and thank the person that's behind the scenes and that master of the invisible. Well said, <laughs> well said. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us here thank for this special edition. Thank you. Thank you at home for watching. Thank Please you. join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.